All right, we are live. Welcome back to another episode of It's All Clutter, our special edition of Clutter Conversations. I am Jess Marcy, I'm a clutter coach, and I am so excited to have the beautiful Ellen with us today. Ellen has been a member of our communities for quite some time, and she is gonna share a little bit about her journey with clutter. So Ellen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jess. I am thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, good. Okay. So <laughs> let's jump, jump right in. Um, well, I don't think you would have anybody say, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you so excited to be here? Do you know, I think the, uh, well, here's the thing, you know, a clutter, clutter boss is kind of like an extension of my family almost because it has been so instrumental in not only to me, but in like how I deal with my kid, how I deal with my husband, just the overall um, effect it's had on my house. So it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things every day where you, you know, you're supposed to say a prayer that you're thankful for something. And clutter boss comes up often, even if I'm not doing actively doing things in it. <laughs> because all clutter is connected and there's no way to like effectively tackle your clutter without addressing all of the ways it's all connected. So, and you kind of just touch on that, but how have you found that clutter is connected in your life? Holy smoly. Um, do you know, so before I, I will do before clutter boss, and then after Clutter and during Clutter Boss. So, um, you know, before Clutter Boss, I think that I didn't realize it was clutter and it was having a cause and effect on my life. And the cause and effect that it was having of clutter of not me not dealing with like, at first I thought it's those boxes that I have to get rid of. It's those boxes that I have to get rid of. And what I realized is that having these four boxes from when my parents died and I'd been carrying them around for 12 years, was leading to anxiety, it was leading to depression, it was leading to, you know, not self-worth, it was leading to all of these things. And so I just, before Clutter Boss, I was just kind of like, oh, they're just boxes. And then as soon as I started to get into Clutter Boss, I thought, wait a minute, not only are they boxes, yes. However, those feelings, those thoughts that I have associated with those boxes, that is clutter. And that is, you know, so I think that um, how clutter was affecting my life before is it was, I just kind of, it feels like I was, you know, I had like a 50 pound backpack that was not fun, just carrying around this invisible backpack that was just kind of like, you know, nobody wants to do that. So nobody that, wants to carry a heavy backpack around for no, no reason. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even if you're, you know, even if you are a backpacker, you'd want to carry a heavy backpack exactly. around. You want to make it as light as possible. <laughs> From my exactly. own experience, carry less, go further. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or, you know, whenever I've gone backpacking, we've always hired llamas to take all the stuff. So, you know, it's, you make it work. You make it work. Get so a I, Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just in answer to that question, I think that clutter was just kind of, um, it was kind of holding me back from living which is basically what clutter does, but we hate to say that. It's a hard thing to acknowledge. And I think, um, you know, sometimes when we get to that point where we're like, oh my gosh, this has been holding me back from living, it stops you in your tracks because then you start to feel bad that it was holding you back from living. But the right thing to do is to start tackling it. So that exactly. it you back from living Exactly. Anymore. And I think it's, you know, I think that we're all students of the universe. And I think that um, that realization that, oh, you know, clutter really is holding you back. It's also a good opportunity to say, okay, I now that I know this information, how am I going to use it? You know, because I mean, it's it's not fun to beat yourself up, you know, so it's no. kind of like, oh, been there, done that. Let's move on. It's so, not fun. And it really is not productive. Whatsoever. No, uh -huh. <laughs> it isn't at all. 
So, so question okay, number one, one check. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So one question that I like to ask is, what's your earliest memory of clutter in your, it just, if you can go back, like walk down memory lane, where does that clutter memory start? Oh yeah, sure. Well, it starts in my beautiful hometown of Idaho Falls, Idaho. Um, I had, I'm the youngest child of, I have an older brother and my mom and dad were um, the same in the fact that they came from the same state, different in the fact that um, economics were different. So I want to say my father's family was a little bit was a little bit wealthier than my mom and dad's, than my mom's family. So, um, and I'll get back to that in a minute. But, you know, they were children of the depression. So their parents, you know, they were children of the depression. So, you know, my grandmothers would keep string. You know, I know that every, a lot of people that, you know, went through the depression kept everything that they could. And, um, so, so there's that. So I noticed a lot of behaviors, you know, kind of around, we're not going to have enough. Um, and then my dad just, he was somebody that just had a lot of piles all over the place. And he was somebody that believed that he's going to get to it someday. He's going to get to it someday. So, you know, he was a, um, very esteemed nuclear physicist. And so he didn't have a lot of time for getting to it someday. And so, you know, so his routine was to pick up a pile and move it somewhere, pick up another pile and move it somewhere. So, um, so he had clutter like paperwork, a lot of paperwork. I was going to say, I bet a nuclear physicist has a ton of paperwork. Yes, yes <laughs> a, a ton of paperwork and a lot of things that he meant to get done. And then my mom on the other, on the other hand, and this is where the economics comes into play, is that my mom on the other hand had a lot of clothes. So she had, you know, she had the, her closet full upstairs and then downstairs she had her, you know, her season, like, you know, being, being in a, in a Western state, they had seasons and, so, um, so it was a lot of clothes and it was a lot of just like going to the sale rack and buying, you know, she had a hundred dollars, just buying 10 shirts, you know, as opposed to being like, you know, okay, I have a hundred dollars to spend. I want to buy the best shirt that I can afford. So right. it's not the best, it's the most. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that, um, the clutter, the, and if, if my husband were here, he's not here right now. But if he were here, he would say that I've inherited my dad's pile system. So <laughs> except for I do like uh, now I don't do it as much, but I have like shopping bags where it's just kind of like, shove everything in the shopping bag. Just go, go, go. And, um, you know, so if we've if we've lost and now since I've done Clutter Boss Academy, though, it's funny because my husband will say, well, where where is this thing? Where are your where, where are your shopping bags of stuff? You know, I'm like, oh, they're not around anymore. So right, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. So I think that that's kind of a roundabout answer as far as, you know, the two sides of me with clutter is that the belief of moving piles around and the belief of there's never going to be enough time um, that I learned from my father. And then also the belief from my mother of, you know, more clothes is going to be better. So that's kind of that's the combination of um, of, yeah, where my clutter journey began as a kid. It's always good to identify that starting point because then you can really start to understand a lot of your whys around clutter, which people love to understand their whys. So that's that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, have you had any massive aha moments that like really stick out to you since you've started decluttering with us? Oh, so many, you know, so many. I think, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've had is, like I said, so my parents died. Um, they've been they passed away 12 years ago and they died within a succession of two months of each other. And they, um, 
so it was it was really really hard on me i was young you know i had just given birth to my daughter it was really hard on me and i think the biggest thing that i was holding on to during those 12 years is i was holding on to stuff you know i was holding on to their stuff and so and that's actually why i got into clutter boss because it was like i need to go through those four boxes and um one of the biggest things is that is that their memory still lives on you know because that i have you know five different boxes of their stuff isn't going to bring them back but what is going to bring them back are the things that i cherish because of them and i think that that's really been an aha for me as i'm going through these boxes you know some of it doesn't mean anything to me and so it's a matter of saying hey my you know asking my brother would you like this and if not then thanking it and letting it go Yes. Um, so that's, that's number one. That's, that's the first one of, you know, of what's my aha moments. I think the second aha moment that I've had there, there are many, Jess, I'm just going to keep on. <laughs> just um, keep <laughs> <laughs> the second aha moment was actually, um, it's in your note in your workbook. And it's one of the first lessons, which is define your space, you know, define how much space you have to store things. And that had never occurred to me. So instead of like, you know, it, before it would be like, okay, I've got to get as much stuff in here. All of a sudden the conversation is in my closet. Okay. I have this amount to hang clothing. You know, I have this amount to put clothes away and how can I use it? And if it doesn't fit in here, then you don't need it. So, um, so that was a huge aha moment and it was good for me. My daughter just left for college and you know, we worked through that. I, you know, I said, okay, these, this is how many drawers you have. You know, this is, this is how much space you have in your closet. Like um, literally you have four drawers, right? Like four, this is the number. Like exactly. we have a parameter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think that was helpful for her. You know, she went above and beyond and she like got bags and was like, taking food out of the, you know, the pantry and everything like she was never going to eat again. But, but that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> and um, so the, the aha moment. So, you know, two of them was that, you know, memory, you know, stuff isn't going to bring back my parents' memory um, or my parents physically. Um, the fact that you have a defined amount of space, that's what you live in. Um, and then I think really the third thing is that by getting rid of stuff, my life is just so much richer you know, which is, it's because there's, because, you know, no longer is that anxiety there. No longer is that, you know, that those negative feelings of, gosh, I just can't get my act together, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I'm all that, you know, however, it's, it's a matter of, you're all that, own it. <laughs> that's right. I am right now. Um, it's, that's kind of the, the aha was that by releasing this clutter, I'm welcoming in a lot more into my life. All right. So can you say that last part again? Because that's quotable. So if you're listening to this <laughs> and you want to take notes. <laughs> can I copyright it? No, just joking. Um, so by, yeah, but that process is long and arduous. Long, long, long. Okay. So by, um, by letting go of clutter, I am allowing a lot more into my life that's beautiful. That's right. That's right. That's the whole reason that we do this. Um, Ellen, this is an incredible conversation so far. So I wanted to stop and say thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> and then, okay, so my next question on the list here is, at this point in your journey, what are you most proud of? Ooh, okay. Um, you know, <laughs> okay, we're, I, there's three things that pop into my brain. 
first one are the four boxes. The four boxes that, you know, I mean, if you're a relative of mine, if you're my friend, you know, everybody's kind of like, mother of God, Ellen, just get rid of the boxes, just get rid of them. And um, you know, so, you know, not kind of understanding the emotion I had to them. Um, but I, I only have one more box to go through, but then everything else, it was kind of like, why didn't I do this sooner? And I think it, I didn't want, I think my major accomplishment that I didn't want to stand in a place of judgment of myself. I think that it was, okay, you now have this information and now you're ready to do it. You know, don't judge yourself. You are ready to do that. And it was kind of amazing. I just went through one last weekend and I just donated everything. You know, it was like, I'm not really sure why I moved to this from New York to Idaho to Florida. I don't really know. So I got rid of that. So that was an accomplishment of, you know, don't judge yourself. You know, it's a process. Um, I think the second thing that I'm really proud of with this is my closet, because I really I'm I think that I've shared with you, too, is that I'm a fan of the um, three, 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 which is where you, you know, yes. every, every three months you pick 33 articles of clothing to wear. And so pretty much I've stuck with that. So I um, and because of that, I have not been going out to buy clothes because it's like I'm in love with everything in my closet. And then I think the other thing, the big accomplishment is my file system. So you know, I think I it, one of the lessons that we did, you know, I think I just I think I said something like, you know, it's genius. You actually have categories for filing. <laughs> I did, you know, I'm a school teacher, so I did everything alphabetical, which made no sense whatsoever. You know, so <laughs> so when I started to go through, you know, my files, I was like, Z, I had like zoo information. Why do I need zoo information? I don't know. <laughs> this is the problem with alphabetical though, is because would you put it under zoo or animal, right? Like you zoo. like you, zoo. Right? I'm very, I'm very cut and dry at zoo. <laughs> So just by kind of organizing my files in a better way, like we, we went, we were gone for about three weeks. And when I came home, I knew exactly where everything needed to go. And so I think that, you know, and my, and I think that I wish that if I could give anything to my dad, I wish that I would have been able to give him that because he, because I think that a lot of the paperwork that he had was just, I don't know if he knew how to organize it. You know, so it's it's nice to like go and away on a vacation or wherever and just say, oh, OK, there's a system for this. OK, go ahead and file it. You know, so there's a system for it and go ahead and get it done. So those are my um, those are three accomplishments that are tangible with stuff. I think the other accomplishment, though, is just the variety of the coaches that you have with Clutterboss Academy. And one of the things that I'm most proud of, too, is, um, you know, Allison does the Tuesday mindful calls. And I'm just changing the way that I'm thinking about things. Um, and, you know, Amy does the Monday calls and I'm changing the way I'm thinking about that as well. Denise does parenting calls. And, you know, I am an empty, we're empty nesters now with an only child going to college. And she really helped me to kind of back off and, um, and let my daughter just live. So, so yeah, so there's, there's so many accomplishments. So as a teacher, why do you think we don't really teach organization in schools? Um, we teach some aspects of organization, but we don't teach basic organization. Yeah. Or do you, know, so you can challenge me on that if you want to. No, 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 no. Well, you know, because I'm thinking because I work in secondary. So, um, you know, they do have classes like learning strategies for students that, you know, might be struggling a subject and they do teach organization. Um, you know, but if you are taking a standard class or an honors class, they really don't teach it. 
And so, you know, when, when I was in brick and mortar, you know, I would always kind of give little hints of, okay, this is how you need to organize your folder. You know, this is what you need to do. And I would stop, you know, probably like once a month, we would have notebook checks. You know, it would be like, you know, I kind of remember that from school now that you yeah, say that. <laughs> yeah. Where is, you know, where's this? But I think kind of to get to the, um, to get to it is that, you know, sometimes teachers just don't have time. It's kind of like you have to teach this and this and this and this. Hey, by the way, you have an exam in two weeks. And I wish that I wish that our education system wasn't like that. I wish that we that all kids could kind of take a um, not an not the a Myers Briggs test in a way so that they could learn how to organize their life, what their strengths are, you know, where they're going to need help, um, you know, what they're going to need, and it's you know. Online, I teach online now, and I do give a lot of strategies for kids that need help with organizing, um, just little strategies. But yeah, I wish, I wish that, um, pardon me, I wish that, um, you know, that we could do that. Yeah, I think it's life skills, right? Like, how you know, how do you, Oops, I don't know. pardon me. No, that's okay. Speaking of school. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. We do teach executive functioning skills to, to a certain like subset of students, but it's not necessarily it's only if you're struggling, really, that you kind of get that like more in depth. Like, how do we organize? How do you manage your time? How do you do all of this? But yeah, but yeah, teachers, exactly. teachers have a lot going on. I <laughs> we do. And in fact, I'm going to put I apologize. I'm going to put my phone to forward to um, do not disturb. OK. All right. All right. Good. Let's go. <laughs> so um if you were going to advise somebody give like one piece of advice like to somebody who's thinking about starting this journey thinking about decluttering or not sure where to start what would be the one thing that you say to them that's really you think like very impactful like you know this is my best bit of advice to somebody who's just really trying and trying and trying and not and kind of the wheels are just spinning um just begin you know I mean, just begin. It's going to be overwhelming. You know, just tell yourself I'm going to spend like 10 minutes on it a day. And then I think that, you know, if, well, you know, well, there's, oh gosh, there's so many things. I know. <laughs> um, you know, and I also think that it's also, if you haven't used it in a year, you probably don't need it. Yep. And um, so I think it's like, just, you know, start small. Um you know, and then get as soon as you as soon as you decide to get rid of something, just get rid of it, either throw it away or donate it right away that day. If at all right, possible, the longer it hangs on. Yeah, the more likely you are to like the more opportunities you have to change your mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And just and just just get rid of it, too. Yeah, because mm -hmm. your, your yep. stuff doesn't define you. Right, right, right. You are not your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about Project 333? Because you touched on that. But if you people might not know a Project 3, well, you, you mentioned it, but how has that really impacted your life? Because I love minimalist wardrobe, like, you know, uniforms, like all of that stuff, because it's changed. It's made my life so much easier to not have to think and try on every morning and all this other stuff. So how has exactly. that impacted your life? Exactly. Do you know what? It's It's been huge. It, so I whenever it, and it probably, you know, I always kind of had heard about, I think it's Courtney, can't think of what her last Carver? name. Courtney Carver, I think. Yes, Courtney Carver. So she was the one that came up with this project. And 
Um, even before I had heard about her, I had gone to Europe for a month and had watched a Rick Steves, I love Rick Steves, a travel video with him. And the woman that was doing the, um, the lecture said, okay, you're gonna be hauling your bag around Europe. It has to be light and you have to be able to pick clothes that you are going to wear daily. And as somebody that like would bring before when I went to Europe, you know, I had like 12 suitcases, you know, and probably <laughs> I wore like maybe 11 or 11 things out of the whole 12. And so like four years ago, the last time I went to Europe, I really noticed that number one, I could survive on less clothing. And then number two, the things that I bought that I loved, I wore every single day. So it was a lot easier by the time I got home of saying, you know, why I never wore this skirt. Why should I even keep this skirt? And so that kind of got, got me started on, um, you know, looking at what my clothing does. And then I read the book by Courtney Carver, which is 333. So you, you pick your wardrobe, minimalist wardrobe for three months and um, 33 pieces. And that includes clothing, shoes, accessories. And even though I'm probably at about 50 pieces, um, but it just makes life so much easier because I'm not holding on to things that, you know, don't fit me, you know, or I'm not holding on. Now, I, I have to say it was hard to get to this. It, it was it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to pick 30 things and be good, you know, because I was holding on to like the shoes that were two hundred and fifty dollars. that didn't fit, but I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on them. So I have to keep them you know, or I was holding on to, you know, the outfit that somebody gave me um, that didn't fit, but they gave me that outfit. And so I think as soon as I kind of realized, you know what, if you, if you're not wearing it, don't, you know, just get rid of it. And so now when I go into my closets, it's easy to get dressed because everything that's in my closet, I love. And if there's something that's not in my closet, like I need to, you know, I'm looking at my shoes and I live in a warm climate so I can wear sandals, but you know, I'm looking at my shoes and thinking, you know, I really want to get a new pair of shoes. And it's kind of like, OK, I can get that because I know what's in my wardrobe um, all the time. And it just it it's just like, you know, shopping my own closet. I really, really love what I wear. So um, so that's been really great. And and I think that getting back to, um, you know, getting back to the thought of, you know, you you buy what you can afford is that because I have less things now, you know, if I want something, I can kind of save up my money for it and buy something of really good quality. So, um, yep. so, so totally. that, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, looking at my wardrobe and kind of saying, you know, okay, I really like what I have. Do you, so do you find that you have some of the same pieces that carry on through each season? Or do yeah. you, okay. Yeah. So I have my signature, I have my signature, um, black pants that I wear, like pretty much, you know, any season I can, I have signature shoes that I wear. And I'm saying signature, just because they're pieces that are fluid, they can go with anything, I can dress them down, I can, you know, I can make them look like, you know, I'm going, you know, I don't know, out to yoga or something like that. I don't know if you do this in yoga, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's definitely a lot of pieces that I, um, that I have that are just solids that are good solids. You know, I remember my mom was a huge Audrey Hepburn fan. And I remember her telling me a story that she had read that Audrey Hepburn, when she left, um, she was a dancer. And when she left to go to Hollywood or, you know, to pursue her film career, she had like two pairs of pants, you know, three tops, one skirt and about 12 little ties and a pair of flats. And Audrey Hepburn to me is just the epitome of style. And so just to prove the point of, you know, you don't have to have a lot of things. The things you do have, though, you need to take care of them. 
And that is one thing I do really take care good care of my clothes because I want them to last a while. I actually just sewed a shirt the other day, which is something I very rarely do, but I love it. It's actually like a jacket and I love it. And the seam was coming apart. And I was like, you know what? I actually have time to repair this. And I never would have done that like pre decluttering. Like I just, yeah. you know, that was the end of it. It would be garbage. Right. But mm -hmm. it's like, I just needed to stitch it up. It was no big deal at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's really great. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's um, being smart about your clothing too. And, you know, the daughter of a teenager, I definitely, um, you know, I do not like fast fashion. And, you know, that said, you know, a lot of times that's what people can afford. So, you know, I, I think the thing that I don't like about it is just that it's disposable. So I don't like the idea of spending like $10 on a shirt and wearing it two times and then just getting rid of it, you know. Um, but, you know, if you if you can only afford a $10 shirt and you wear it, you know, for five years, then then I think that's OK. Um, so I've really kind of I, I lectured possibly if my daughter were here, she might say <laughs> I've lectured about, you know, buying buying things that are of quality and buying things that are humanely made. And I'm I like think of like cost per wear. So like I try and go back and remember when I purchased something and how many times I've worn it and how can I get my cost per wear down? And then that justifies getting higher quality things because you know you're gonna have them for longer and your cost per wear is gonna be lower. So that's, that's good, I like that. I like yeah. that, yeah, and that pair of shoes, getting back to my $250 pair of shoes, I wore them twice. So <laughs> that would be $125 and both times I got blisters. <laughs> costs a lot and it's painful and it's painful no things no things but i think that you know it's it's interesting because having lived with um having grown up with my mom who was always she had nice you know she had nice things but she had a lot of things too is that it's nice to be in a place of realizing that you know everything that i need is in my closet and, you know, if I want to be stylish, that's on me, you know, because it's not your outfit. It's, you know, your whole, the whole, you know, your whole. It's you. It's you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's, yeah. So it's everything there. So, um, yeah. So that's a little bit, you know, Courtney Carver and her daughter have a great podcast that I listen to. And they talk about 333, but then they also just talk about, you know, things that they really enjoy that they're welcoming into their life, too. So I really love that as well. I'll have to go check that out. I didn't actually know that she had a podcast. Yeah. I'll become a listener. Yeah, it's so, great. I, they actually are on um, hiatus right now, but they they do they do have one. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. All right, Ellen. So our last question. <laughs> okay. What does your future hold now that you have, or now that you're in the process of decluttering and have changed your mindset around clutter and stuff and relationships? And emotions. <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you know, I think that it's, um, I kind of view it, and it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, oh, you cluttered, you know, you decluttered once, you're done. Um, you know, it's a continuing process. And I think that the, um, the, feeling that by getting rid of this clutter, it's just opened up my life to so much. It's just, you know, the, like I'm getting back to the mindset um, that, you know, oh, I can think a different way. You know, life doesn't have to be like this. You know, I don't have to think that life is hard. 
you know, it can be open to new possibilities. And I think, you know, one thing that I'm noticing too is that, you know, now that we're, my husband and I are empty nesters, we've been empty nesters for a week and a half, all right? So it's a week and a half study, but, um, <laughs> but that it's no longer, you know, it's no longer, oh, I have to stay home and clean the house. Or if somebody comes over to the house, oh my God, you know, just shove everything. Don't, no, don't go in that room. Don't go in that room. Um, it's, there's just, there's a lot of freedom in it. And so I think moving forward, you know, I want to continue to go through the areas that I haven't gone through and and just let the house and myself breathe, you know, just kind of give my life some breathing space. Space uh, to breathe. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And um, so it's, you know, and it, it is actually, you know, so when my when I first approached my husband about this, about joining Clutterboss Academy, you know, he was he was kind of like, well, you know, do you really need to do that? And now it's so interesting because I cleared out a giant uh, our closet in our office that we share. And he every day, you know, not every day, but you know, whenever he's in here, he's just like that closet looks just so amazing. It's so incredible that we can find things now. And <laughs> so, you know, like, thank you, thank you. Um, but it, you know, so those are the things that I want more of. I just want more space to breathe, like I said, and um, just the ability to find things. <laughs> yep. And not double buy. <laughs> yeah. You save so much money when you stop double buying. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or triple buying or quadruple buying or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's what I'm looking forward to. I love it. Well, Ellen, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up our interview because we're at our time. But I there have been so many little gems in this interview. So go back and re-listen because you probably missed half of them. <laughs> and if you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe, leave us a review if you're liking us, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast, do something that you're supposed to do because <laughs> that's exactly. what's coming back, whatever it is. Um, and thank you so much to Ellen for giving us her time and sharing her journey today and making us laugh. So thank you, Ellen. Have My pleasure. My pleasure. Jess, thanks so much. Have a great day. You're so welcome.